When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. <laughs> DMVR Broncos live coming to you from Studio A here at the DMVR bar. And oh, baby, the A stands for Avalanche. Oh, my goodness. What a win. Ryan, you were there. I was at the bar. Both places were electric. I mean, just the early punch that the Avs came out with. No rust they mm-hmm. were playing with. And then the lightning kind of settled in, made it a fun, nerve-wracking game, just as I think this entire series is going to be. But then, just like I think this series is going to end, the Avs get it done in OT. That was insane. And shout-out to the Avs, because for the most part, they've been getting it done early in these overtimes. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, I think it was 83 seconds, um, which is just so nice. Like, I didn't even have a chance to fully, like, fully let my playoff overtime anxiety fester before they <laughs> scored you know it's like all right here we go like we got the puck let's get it let's get it like lost it once got it back boom game and, and especially after those first 36 seconds had burned where they were on the power play to start that's when it was like oh no is this gonna tilt the other way and then nope didn't have to worry about it what 40 seconds later yep so awesome my favorite thing that i've been seeing the last couple days is our listeners being like, man, I didn't even care about the Avalanche, yeah. but hearing you guys <laughs> talk about it, it got me fired up and into it, and I started watching. Then you've got, like, some of the Nuggets guys, like Voya over in Serbia is, like, saying that he stayed up to watch the game and was, like, watching the Avs <laughs> postgame. I mean, think about that. Like, a dude in Serbia who found us because of Nikola Jokic yep. is now watching the yep. Stanley Cup final <laughs> and cheering for the Avs. Yeah. That yeah. stuff is, is so, so cool to me. It's so cool. Uh, but we can't do a whole show on the Avs, though – I feel we could. What we, guys can. Uh, yes. yes, the Az guys certainly can. And what we can also do, Ryan, DraftKings is now letting you get in on the NBA special for the NHL. Ah. They're giving you a chance to get $100 in free bets by placing a $5 bet on any of the Stanley Cup final games by placing a $5 bet on either team don't even have to win. You don't even have to pick the winner. So put the money on the Avs. And then if they win or lose, doesn't matter. You get $103 in your account. Yeah, um, put it on the abs or don't talk to us. <laughs> Pretty much, yep. <laughs> Especially because it's win, you know it's win uh, it's win win, no you matter know, what happens. You know, it's Ryan, a matter of principle. It, it, exactly. Last night I, I was at the bar uh, and I was pretty close to a TV, so I didn't see everyone in the bar. But there were a couple of times in the game where I thought I heard like lightning fans cheering, and I was like, this doesn't make sense. Turn around, don't see any. What I realized it was was Avs fans, like the nervous energy and like the nervous gasp were so loud at times that it kind of sounded like oh, lightning wow. cheering. It was crazy. And that just showed you just how 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 dialed in the crowd was. I'm um, very, very underwhelmed with lightning fans. Just in general? Just, I mean, I guess my expectations were never high for them. But if you, you, you assume you win back-to-back championships. Right. That creates like a rabid group of fans. Like I... The Blues fans, um, you know, even Predators fans, Oilers fans for sure. I just saw them everywhere on mm-hmm. Twitter, you know, making mm-hmm. noise, chirping, all this stuff. I have not seen – I don't ha- – I have not had a single Tampa Bay fan in my mentions, um, which some might think would be a good thing. To me, I kind of want I, – I want that. <laughs> I want a little chirpiness. At the game, too, silent. 
Wow. Unnoticeable. I love, it. I, I love it. And Ryan, there's two reasons for that. One we talked about last week, sports teams really just shouldn't be in Florida. That, yeah. that is a awful place for sports to be because their fan bases are just awful. The weather may be good. The fan bases are terrible. And then two, hockey in Florida. I mean, just talk about a terrible double whammy. Total waste. Did you know, I think the Lightning uh, have more have the best winning percentage in the league since they came into the league. Really? Yep. How long's that been? I don't even know. Um, but and they still just don't have fans. And they just <laughs> Oh my gosh. What a waste of a of a good hockey franchise. What I will say though is the Avs now 5 and 0 against Florida teams in the Stanley Cup final. So let's Ooh, keep that I love it. I love it so much. Uh, all right. Let's talk Broncos here, and the offseason officially wrapped up yesterday with an epic field day. Uh, just great times all around. <laughs> Huge win for the Broncos. They got better. Team yep. got happier. Yep. So good. Everything was amazing. And on top of that, Ryan, Russell Wilson, did you see the two teammates he was with in his suite? No. Of course, he had Future. Uh, he had Win. He had Sierra in the box with him. Just guess. Too, too random. It, random is the key word here. Um, and I'll give you one more hint. Offensive. Random offensive teammates. Oh, you saw them. I didn't. If I was going to say, if you guessed both uh, of them, then you know. Okay, who's the one you know? No, I don't think he was with. Mm, no. he, he was, I don't yeah, think he Dalton, was with Russ. Dalton does his, own, does his own thing. He's a big fan. Yeah, okay. B-Mac was there. Okay. I saw him. Um, I'm going to guess Montrell Washington. Okay, okay. And... Um, Ben Braden. Uh, okay, one of them probably a little too random. The other not enough random. You had Eric Saubert. Okay. And Andrew Beck. Wow, the I tight mean, ends. Yes, yes, the tight ends fullbacks there for uh, for us. I'll tell you, I had a tight end for most of the oh, game. Oh my goodness, it, it was tight sphincter syndrome all game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Clinched. Yes. Uh, Hopefully anyways. the apps can clinch as well. Exactly. Uh, anyways, um. Zach, let me just start here. What is your biggest takeaway mm. from the offseason for the Denver Broncos? Well, Ryan, we knew before even the offseason started that it was let Russ cook. But what I learned from this offseason, in order to let Russ cook, you got to let Russ move. And when I go back to that very first OTA practice we watched, they were doing red zone, which is a time where maybe you don't see a quarterback move that much because he gets the ball out super quickly. Russ was moving all over the place, and that was the best day the offensive had. And that's also such a tough area to work in, especially because we're not even talking about Russ's deep balls. Those weren't in effect. They were working from the 5 to the 10-yard line, and Russ made it so difficult on the defense, and not just the defensive line and the pass rushers getting to him, on the cornerbacks and the wide receivers are doing such a good job of continuing the play into that second play once Russ started scrambling. And to me, the rest of the offseason, it really seemed like Nathaniel Hackett and Russ got together and said, let's just experiment and see what we can do in the pocket and try to make plays on script because this is the time when you experiment and this is the time where you try to make plays work to see if they work on their first go around. And then in training camp, you let loose a little bit and actually let Russ run around and stuff. But when Russ wasn't moving around, it just didn't seem like him. Now, he wasn't bad by, by any means, but he just wasn't as good as when he was moving around. So to me, and I know there's been some questions about, oh, is Russ getting a little too old to move around? Absolutely not. You got to let him move this year. That's a good one. Uh, I like that just because it's specific. Um, got to let Russ move to let Russ cook. And I think you're so, so right. But I think Nathaniel Hackett's approach on this is like, not having a plan isn't a plan. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like, there has to be some sort of script. Yeah. There has to be some sort of scheme. There has to be some sort of design. We can't sit here as play callers and as a team and just say, like, just call something. Russ is going to run around <laughs> back there and right. make a play at the end of it. Right, exactly. So I think you need both. I think that, you know, one thing that, that, that Patrick Mahomes does so well is he does kill you on the script. And then, and I'm not talking about the first 15 plays. I mean, just yeah. the the the, the way the half, play is called. Three seconds, right? Yes, uh, he kills you. The you know they call good plays and they execute them. And then, when you feel like you have one defended so well, that's when he breaks your back by getting out of the pocket and you know making a big play downfield. That 
is what makes him so so difficult to defend and and it's not that russ can't do that as well but i think that would be nathaniel hackett's main talking point to russ is just hey that should be our secret weapon, mm-hmm. not our only weapon. And exactly. And Nathaniel Hackett's coming from a place where Aaron Rodgers, he could work off script really well, but he was win from the pocket first. So Nathaniel Hackett can try to bring that to Russ a little bit and say, okay, here's some things to do to help you win from the pocket and win from the first three seconds of a play. And then I don't need to teach you how to win from three seconds to 10 seconds on a play. You're, you're the best in the NFL at being able to do that without being just a pure running quarterback. Yep. Love it. For me... Biggest takeaway, vibes matter, <laughs> um, which is something I already knew. But right. uh, Of course. But you just never know if your feelings on this stuff apply to professional athletes. You know what I mean? Like, we can make all the metaphors and comparisons to our own workplace or former workplaces that we've been in. And you just never know, like, does that really apply to these guys? I mean, if, after all, they're playing a game for a living. But... The difference in the attitude and the feeling around practice is so unbelievably night and day from last year. And I am 1,000% convinced that that will translate to on-field success. We already know, look, Vic Fangio could have been the coach of this team, and this team was still going to win 10 games with Russell Wilson. Um, But I think that the way that they are approaching this offseason, the way that that Nathaniel Hackett is running the ship is worth one or two, maybe even three wins. And then when you get to the, to uh, the playoffs, it could be worth even more. I think that these guys like each other. They like being around each other. They're having fun going to practice. They believe in what they could possibly do together. And all of that stuff is incredibly powerful. And I think it really does start with Nathaniel Hackett in the way that he, approaches it and i made this comp yesterday but i'll do it again look at the avalanche man those guys legitimately love each other mm-hmm. and you know i was listening to aj on the post game last night and he was like it's weird that they're three games away from the ultimate glory and i'm a little bit sad that that'll be the last regardless that's going to be the last time we ever see this exact group play together because it's just such a special group Maybe that doesn't happen this year for the Broncos. Maybe it does. But it's certainly moving in that direction. Uh, And even just little things like seeing those guys go to the Avs games together or Justin Simmons and Quinn Miners going bowling together. Um, A lot of these guys out golfing together. That stuff, those are little hints um, that the culture is changing. and, and, And I think that it's a big big tip of the captain Nathaniel Hackett for that and it's really going to help through training camp keeping guys locked in engaged because I also think not just Nathaniel Hackett's going to keep it fun while people are in the building and guys are going to look forward to going to work but I also think Nathaniel Hackett's going to know despite some people being pissed about it when to give the guys a day off I think he's going to grind them, but then know when to take the gas off a little bit. And I got to give credit to Vic Fangio. The very first year he was a head coach, he gave the guys uh, a couple of unexpected days off, and I think that meant a lot. Now, as the losing set in place, years two and three, that didn't happen, and then we saw how easily the locker room split and, and, and just didn't really have that respect for Vic anymore. I think Nathaniel Hackett's going to do a great job of that, but also I think this is really going to kick in, Ryan during the end of the season, when they're making a run, when they're on week 23 of being together, including the grind of training camp, and it's not going to feel as much of a grind. And I think Nathaniel Hackett is going to have such a good pulse on this team from the small things that Melvin Gordon talked about this week. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett is a guy that when you walk past him, you, you, you want to walk past him and have a conversation. You don't want to avoid him. And that is going to be a, a way for Nathaniel Hackett to truly have the, the feel of the team. Uh, and there's, there's a lot of position battles, too. And I think there's a very interesting comment, which we'll get to in a second. There's a lot of position battles where the team could become fractured. And I think Nathaniel Hackett's going to do a good job managing that. Love it. Love it. Uh, interesting one here from Jose in the comments mm-hmm. who says his biggest takeaway, a few too many position battles. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I agree with that. Um, running back, not really a position battle. Oh, um, I disagree there. Uh, right tackle, not really a position battle. Um, I disagree there. <laughs> third corner, that's a real one. Uh-huh. Um, 
How about third th- defensive lineman? That's a real yep, one. Yep. Yep. Inside linebacker? Not really okay, to me. Jonas has it locked up. I'm okay. I'm not going to give you pushback there. Jojo. Jonas and Josie. <laughs> yeah, I love it. The Jojos. That the, reminds me of, of course, The Bachelorette. Of course. Jojo. Of course. It's one of <laughs> Ali's favorites. Yeah, they did. Shout out to now. What? We they can, still weren't married? We can tie this in to football because, of course, she got married to Aaron Rodgers' brother. Yes. But I think I've talked to so Jordan Rodgers as much as So they got engaged on Aaron the has. show and just tied the knot officially? Yep. Six-year engagement? <laughs> Interesting. Inspiring. Um, <laughs> well, Al, quick, uh, Allie quickly saying no. Drop the hammer. That was really just to get a reaction, and it worked. Um, yeah. What, what, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah. Position battles. So defensive defensive side. We've so got two. third, third lineman, third cornerback, and I agree with you. I think the defensive side's locked up there. Um I also think left guard. I also think right guard. And I think center could be, but right now I'm not willing to say because I think Lloyd Cushenberry has it locked down. Right tackle, here's where I disagree with you. It should be Billy Turner. He hasn't been on the field for one snap. Have you just seen the way he looks when he stands next to those guys? He looks like a man that's going to take the job when he's He looks like an NFL player standing next to college players. But wasn't this Billy Turner's issue when he was with the Broncos the first time? It was like he just always had a little nick. And something that was holding him back. So I agree, Ryan, especially the fact that Ben Braden, no disrespect to Ben, but Ben Braden's been getting a lot of reps at right tackle this year. I think that makes it really easy for Billy Turner just to swoop in. But until I see it, I'm saying that position's open. Okay, so tell me about left guard and right guard. Left guard and right guard. This is maybe one of my second biggest takeaways, especially because it's something that we have not talked about much this offseason because there haven't been pads on. There has not been one guy that has stayed at his position consistently. Dalton Reisner has been moving in and out of left guard. Uh, Graham Graham Glasgow, he's also someone, he's the most experienced guy. He has barely gotten in any snaps because he's still making his way back from that injury last year. So you have Quinn Miners, who I thought coming into the offseason, Ryan, I thought he was going to be the starting right guard and everything else was going to be about the left guard and finding a guy there. Quinn Minerts has been moving in and out with Natani Muti. Natani Muti has really surprised the Broncos with, he's a huge guy, but with his speed and how important that speed is. Uh, we talked about it yesterday, just how dangerous Natani Muti could be in this scheme. So you have all three of these guys rotating in and out, and that's without even Graham Glasgow on the field. All right. So I'm saying it, it's Dalton that left. Okay. Uh, Quinn at right. Okay. Billy at right tackle. Okay. Cush, obviously, Bulls. Yep, yep, yep. I uh, And so those are uh, – I'm saying none of those are real battles. Okay. Um, And then I'm saying running back is Melvin. And is there anything else on – or sorry, running back is Javon. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was going to say. I was going to say. Uh, is there uh, another – Actually, there's one more. Tight end. That one doesn't really count. Why? Because it's all situational. Okay, then I think you could say the same about running back, or no? Maybe. It's maybe. not necessarily situational with one with running back. We just know that it's not the biggest deal who becomes a starter, unlike right guard. Whoever the starting right guard is should be playing 100% of the snaps. We should not have this rotating guard like we had, what, five years ago? Who was the offensive coordinator then? Was it Billy Moose? Uh, or uh, uh, McCoy. Yes, it may probably, or I guess it could have been both of them. Yes, because McCoy was canned midway through the season. Um, and uh, so I think, yeah, so running back, it's not that important. I think that's a battle, though. And I think Melvin Gordon saying he's not going to lay down is very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so what I was going to say is uh, I'm so confident I'll put a pizza bet on this. Ooh, on what? That none of the people, unless, save for injury, okay. none of the people that I mentioned will be um, knocked off their post. You're taking all the favorites, but all you're faves. but you're parlaying yes. all of the favorites here. You got a pizza bet. All you right. got it. <laughs> all right. So we, I don't know what to do with tight end. So we're just gonna we we, we I'll give you I'll off. give you tight end. Um. So it's just it's really just Dalton, um, Minerts, Kush, and Javante. And I think the person that has the biggest opportunity 
to win the bet for me is Muti coming in at left guard. And the, the thing about it, why you may have a point here, is Moody and Minerts are ideal right guards. They're, they're the, yeah. the powerful ones. Road graders. And Dalton, so they would really have to be much better than Dalton in order to move over to left guard and take his spot. But I've just seen too much rotation to feel comfortable there. Yeah, and to be honest, if Moody goes in and steals a job, I'll be happy, and I'll, sh I'll happily buy you a pizza. And you have Moody and Minerts out there a moving. Lot of, yeah. Well, that's so much muscle. That's so much belly. That's so much strength. M&M. &M. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. The, uh, any other big off-season takeaways that you want to touch on right here? Uh, yeah, I think we have a couple. But first, I got to tell you about our friends over at Sexy Pizza. And Ryan, the deal is back for the Stanley Cup final. You get 15% off by using the code DNVRAVS. That's D-N-V-R-A-V-S, no apostrophes anywhere. Over at Sexy Pizza to get 15% off your entire order. This is what you want to be eating tonight to watch the Warriors game. This is what you want to be eating Saturday night when you're watching the Avalanche win game two. This is the pizza of the Cup finals run let's go uh and if you're not going to eat pizza then you're going to come down to the dnvr bar and have the absolute time of your life zach was holding it down for us last night we'll both be here saturday absolutely you yeah. bet it. we'll both be here saturday gonna be insane um we open at three such the game a, is at six such a cool thing yesterday we, we had the video going about 20 people lined up outside right when we open flooded in and then i mean it just i shouldn't say continue to trickle in and continue to pour in for the game yeah i um i haven't figured out so my goal for saturday morning is to play golf okay uh, i want to play golf i love doing that because it t it takes your mm -hmm. mind off of the abs game yep um but so if that happens, we'll see what time I can get a tea time. I can't commit to anything. If not, I want to come wait in line with the people. Oh, you could probably do both if you're golfing at, sure. at nine. I know. I just I can't find. I mean, it is unbelievable how difficult it is to find a weekend tea time in the morning. Ah, uh, yeah, it's probably true. It's insane. So like a one p.m. tea time then? Not gonna work. Ah, uh, so it's you want to be, here be at three? Well, uh, it's just gotta be ten a.m. at the latest Let, for the tea time. Anyone in the comment section can hook them up. Hey, if anyone has a fourth <laughs> spot for a fourth, hit me up for sure. I'll come play. Um, so yeah, that that's the goal. But I do. I want to. And I saw Blazer said it. He said he was going to do the same thing. So mm. I'm like, I'll come. We can maybe. I don't know. Colfax is pretty lax. We can have some drinks out oh, there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> if, if you're ever going to do it, it's Colfax. <laughs> Let's do some paper bag drinking on uh, the porch. Ah, yes. Again, Colfax staple. <laughs> yeah, right exactly. There. <laughs> what are they? They don't. I feel like they don't stop other people for doing that. And then the Breck beers are going to be flowing in here. It's going to be an absolute blast. Last night was popping. Uh, I can't even imagine what Saturday night's going to be. Me either. Saturday night with a lead, with the ability to just go crazy on a weekend. Oh, my God. It's going to be insane. I can't wait. I cannot wait. And if you're not able to watch every single Colorado sports game at the DNVR bar, I guess we understand. But you can watch it over at our friends with Ivaca. Over at Ivaca.tv slash DNVR, you get the cheapest and the best way to watch all of your Colorado sports because what they allow you to do is they allow you to watch the Nuggets, the Avalanche, and the Rockies, three difficult teams to watch in this town. All you have to do, turn to Ivaca, where you can watch all of them for $25 a month. And if you use the code DNVR and go to Ivaca.tv slash DNVR, you'll get $10 off your first three months, bringing that cost down to $15 a month plus the receiver. There's no contracts. There's no hidden fees. That is it to watch all of the Colorado sports. So check them out over at Ivaca.tv slash DNVR. Boom. All right. Let's move on here. What's your next biggest takeaway? My next biggest takeaway kind of goes back to that position battle thing, but it's on the other side, and it is O.J. Moodya. Mm. What he has done this year, he's probably taken the biggest leap of any single Broncos player, and it's been, been a very pleasant surprise because it helps the team this year. It helps the team next year, not just for cap purposes, but also for depth purposes. It, it's a huge deal what he's doing right now. Now, he's going to have to do that into training camp, and Ronald Darby has has been injured uh, just enough where he's doing individual drills, but he's not doing team drills right now. But he really has a chance to take over Ronald Darby and become that starter. 
All right. That's a good one. And I love the way that you said OJ Mudia because it reminded me when I was a kid, there was a guy who played for the Buffs. His name was JJ Billingsley. And whenever he made a play, the uh, the announcer would say, JJ Billingsley. <laughs> and everyone would say it along with him. I feel like oh, they could great. do that yep. at Mile High. Yep. Michael, oh, <laughs> Oh, I love it. And, and I love when announcers give their personality and, and do it right when they announce a player coming out of the tunnel. Did you see um, the uh, what Grizz tweeted out? No. Are you familiar with the artist Grizz? No, no. Oh, oh yes, yes, I've heard of him. Yes, like a Colorado-based EDM. Yes. I guess they were playing um, at the like outdoor mm, park the watch before part. the game. Um, and <laughs> they like must have read off of his bio or something. So you've got, I think it's Alan Roach uh, <laughs> so saying like, the self-proclaimed, uh, what was it? What was it, Allie? Rainbow Vibes Boy or something like that. Oh my like that. gosh. <laughs> That's incredible. And he's oh, doing the Good it. Vibes Rainbow Boy. And he's doing it in his deep voice, yes. his announcer voice. It's like the self-proclaimed Good Vibes <laughs> Rainbow Boy will be playing. <laughs> That's amazing. Grizz had a video of it, tweeted it out. That's so funny. It was so good. Probably a little different than the way Grizz says it himself. Yes, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, that was awesome. Uh, what was it? What did that? Oh, you were talking about. We were talking about announcers. Oh yeah. yes, yes, yes. OJ Mudia, that's huge, um, so huge. I think it's it's one of those things when you get an unexpected big time contributor, um, it it just changes everything. Uh, and, and I'll use an example of a of a kind of like a microcosm of that. But like, look at Val Nachushkin last night for the Avs. Mm. Now he's been awesome all year, uh, having an absolute career year, but somehow some way he's the best player on the ice last night yeah and the Avs win because of it Be not because of Kale McCarr or Nathan McKinnon who had their moments of course as they always do yeah but when someone like that steps up for your team it just changes everything yeah and it's not going to be the same guy every night especially when you're getting it from that second or third tier of players but this is a kind of like a, a macro version of that for Michael Ojemudia if he comes in and gives the, the, the Broncos a legitimate second corner, and Darby isn't counted on in that way anymore, huge, huge win for them. Yeah. If Darby's healthy and Ojemudia can be you know the fourth or third corner, yeah. then that makes a huge difference for the Broncos. So it's kind of rare. And one thing that I've noticed the longer that I've done this is once a guy kind of fades away, they just go forever. Yep. They're just gone. Yeah for him to kind of resurrect himself potentially is just such a dub it's such a huge win for the broncos it's a great point it's a great point because we've seen this with third round cornerbacks for so long in denver it's 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 a significant investment they make at corner but not a huge investment and it just doesn't pay off and these guys just fade into the distance yeah. and, we, and we've seen it so many times and they get traded for a seventh round conditional pick and it's huge what this could mean for the team moving forward cornerback is one of the most important positions on the team obviously george payton values him a ton if they can lock up their outside corners for the next five years look pat sertan's going to be one for the next decade but if michael can be that for the next five years huge for this team especially cost controlled and speaking of a huge player ryan so far i've really liked what i've seen from bradley chubb mm. and now i'm not sold on him i'm not saying give him a contract he's gonna have to prove it this season and stay healthy but so far so good yep yep uh, I mean, game changer. Absolutely will – could be the difference between nice season and yeah. very memorable season if he is who he can be. Yeah. You know, number five overall pick, um, first defensive player selected that year, I believe. It, it, you know, a guy who you expected to come in and dominate. Yep. Hasn't done it. Nope. If he does, and you all of a sudden get a top-tier pass rusher, again, that you weren't exactly expecting. We expect good play out of Bradley Chubb. We don't expect him to compete for the league lead in sacks. Right. If he's even somewhere in between good and yeah. league leader in sacks, yeah. it's going to make a, a, a just a massive difference for this defense. Yeah, it certainly will. So what's that mean? 12 sacks? 
Sure. That's probably right in that middle ground. Twelve and a half, I'm going to say. Because he, and that would actually be a career high for him. So yeah. that, that would be big. That would be better than good, but not anywhere close to league leading. And they have to have, and I hate that the bar is this low, they have to have double-digit sacks from at least one of Bradley Chubb or Randy Gregory. And then you hope that Benito, Jonathan Cooper, Baron Browning, Malik Reed, some of those guys can combine to have a really good season, or one of them just takes a huge step and has a good season. But if you're not getting at least 10 sacks from one of those big guys, Ryan, this defense is going to struggle. Yeah, I really think so too. And remember last year, I think there was a bet at DraftKings, both Bradley Chubb and Von Miller to go over 10 sacks. Yep. And it was like minus 110 or something. Yep. And we were both saying like, man, that's bad for the yep. Broncos that it's that low. Yep. And we were saying like it should be minus 190, minus 200. Yep. That's the expectation, the baseline. Well, as we know, they didn't even get close. Nope. Um, <laughs> how, how many did Vaughn have when he left? Four? Sounds Five? about right. Yeah. And I don't know what he finished with, but you might be able to say they, they got 10 combined. Chubb had zero. Right. And uh, I think that's what I think Vaughn had five when he left. But I mean, even the rest of his. Oh, season, even the rest of it. Right, right, right. Yeah. I would I would venture to say he probably had around 10. Yep. In the regular season. Yep. Yep. Brutal. Yeah. So you do. You need these guys to step up. And Bradley Chubb, if he looks this good now, watch out. Mm-hmm. Um, my last one here, or my last big one here is the injuries. Um, I'm just terrified. Yeah. I, I really am. Uh, because I just, you know, it's it's all too real when you've seen this happen before. You know, two years ago, the Broncos get so banged up, completely derails their season. Um, you look at the Nuggets last season. You know, it's just a no. It was a no hoper from the beginning yeah. because of injuries. Injuries are the worst part of sports. And luckily, I'll touch wood. They haven't had anything crazy happen yet. But even the fact that I'm just seeing like Randy Gregory go out there in street clothes to practice, I'm just like, ugh, yep. come on. You paid so much money for this guy. You can't even get him on the field yet. From the second they signed him. From the second they signed him. Um, you know, Jerry Judy, always a little something for him. Yep. That, that freaks me out. KJ Hamler looks good now, but can you count on him? And you just go on down. Ronald Darby, you know, you're like, I think OJ Moody is taking a spot. And the next day you're like, well, he wasn't really out <laughs> yeah, there. It's like, yeah, good yeah, Lord, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <clears throat> that Billy Turner, you know, yeah. this is what this exact exercise is what's freaking me out. Yep. Um, you, the number one thing beyond talent, coaching, quarterback that wins you championships is health. Yep. And right now, I have no confidence in the health of this team. Now, this is a, this is a big thing, but it, outside of Peyton Manning, the Broncos were extremely healthy in 2015, specifically on the defensive side of the ball, the side that carried them. And Ryan, you're absolutely right. That That's a huge thing. And so we talked about this, specifically you talked about this earlier this week. Coming into camp, guys better be ready to play day one of training camp. Otherwise, especially if it's an injury uh, that they had right now, oh, that's scary. Yeah, you you got to honestly kind of move on with the season thinking that you're not going to have them or not a big contribution. So who are the guys we're watching and how many starters are we looking at? Uh, Billy Turner, obviously. Uh, Jerry Judy, obviously. K.J. Hamler, he should have a big enough role to kind of count as a starter. Any more on offense of... Greg Dulcich, yeah, he's a guy that's that sat one. out the past two or three weeks. We'll throw him on there, too. Defensive side of the ball, Ronald Darby. I mean, we're, we're talking about over five players now. Yep. And five starters of 22. Is that on defense? Um, I believe DJ Jones wasn't practicing at the beginning of OTAs. He has practiced now, so we shouldn't be worried about him. Did you see Justin Simmons post without him and DJ Jones? Oh, what, what was it for? Like, a, was, it was it an ad? Yes, it was so corny. Oh, I and then I saw DJ respond. Like, what? What wasn't it? Something like, explain it to me. I just I I, I scrolled past it pretty quick and just looked at the photos. But it was like Justin was like had so much fun showing my new teammate at DJ Jones around Denver yesterday on behalf of 
some sponsor. And it's like just like pictures of them at like spots around Denver oh with their arms gosh. around each other. And I, I loved it. It was so it was just so corny. And then DJ Jones responded and said, Looking forward to this new season with the at Broncos. <laughs> Moving to a new city isn't easy. Oh but at Justin God. Simmons, help me out with some great advice. If you're moving to <laughs> at USAA has some helpful tips, check them out. <laughs> oh man. You know, it's funny kind of being on that side of the world sometimes and doing marketing and writing copy for certain things. Right, like right, right. Some guy at that company was tasked to write the <laughs> tweets for Justin and DJ. Yep. And he just clearly was no, no shot at him, but he just like, he doesn't know them. Yep. He doesn't know how they tweet. He doesn't no, know how they no, talk. No. <laughs> so, and then you have other tweets, you know, with no punctuation from DJ talking about the Celtics yeah, exactly. and, you know, using the number four instead of F-O-U-R. And there's nothing wrong with that on Twitter. But but when those are kind of sandwiched <laughs> in between that. <laughs> oh, I get such a kick out of that. Uh, speaking of not getting kicks, one more guy, Randy Gregory. We, we mentioned him, but now we're talking six or seven guys. And we're talking in terms of big pieces. Uh, potentially Ronald Darby, depending on if Michael O.J. Moutier isn't able to take that full step. Uh, Randy Gregory, Jerry Judy. I mean, we're talking about potential Pro Bowl guys. Yeah. The Broncos paid Randy Gregory based on his talent, not his production. And talent-wise, Randy Gregory should be uh, uh, in the Pro Bowl conversation. Jerry Judy, a first-round a first round pick, the best receiver we thought in a deep receiver class. He should be a Pro Bowler this year. Yes. Um, and so you said seven? Is it up to seven? Yep. If we're being fair and we're being honest, having four of those guys for the whole season would be a win. Yep. And that's scary. Yeah. You know, I'll touch wood. Hopefully they get all seven and it's all it was all just a false alarm. Right. But if we're being honest here, seven starters already banged up. If all seven of them were to play the entire season, it would be a oh. massive upset. Would be. And so you you just say four. Let's go for four. But that means three of those guys who are all integral parts of what the Broncos are planning to do this year aren't going to be out there. Yeah. And that scares me. It, it, it is scary. And I don't know why, but off-season injuries scare me more than regular mm -hmm. season. Maybe it's just because the coaching staff is super vague about them because they don't have to be uh, fr front forward. Or, they don't have a, an injury report. Yeah, and they don't have to tell us. Like Nathaniel Hackett, when uh, – oh, Eric Tomlinson's another one. Not a starter, but but another guy who was wearing a boot so this big. week. Oh, he is huge. He was wearing a boot. We could all see what the injury was. Nathaniel Hackett said it was a uh, lower a, body, a lower extremity. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, yes. Was he smirking when he said that? <laughs> well, he that was he was pressed on it a second time, so he was kind of pissed that oh. uh, he was being pressed on it. Wow. He thought the media was just going to get the hint that he wasn't going to tell him the first time around. And then, yeah, it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because if yeah. you didn't, then then people on Twitter would be like, why wasn't yeah. there a follow-up question? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, dude, if they don't want to answer it, yeah. they're not going to. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Especially now when they don't have to. Yep, exactly. uh, one more quick little thing. Actually, I'll tell you about that quick little thing right after I tell you about our friends over at Athletic Greens. You got that AG glow, Ryan. Mm. And we all need a little Feels bit of good. Athletic Greens after having a fun night out at the DNVR bar or at Ball Arena. It certainly does help. And what is Athletic Greens? Well, it helps you get all the vitamins you need, 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, which helps with gut health, which a lot of people, that's why people uh, turn to Athletic Greens. And it's cheaper than your cup of coffee that you have every day. They have over 7,000 five-star reviews, so it is good for so many people. And it's only good ingredients, Ryan. And it's it's sugar-free or one gram of sugar. It's non-GMOs, all the right ingredients to help you feel good. And if you want to use the code, go to athleticgreens.com slash Broncos. You will get one free year of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. It's so nice to have those travel packs on hand. So check them out over at Athletic Greens com slash Broncos. Ryan, who was taking batting practice this morning out at Coors Field? Russell Wilson and Peyton Manning? Wait, who? What um, sport? Yeah, <laughs> former Rockies draft yeah. pick, Russell Wilson. And former... Uh, did Peyton play? Mm. No, Todd, Todd Helton, Helton played football. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, and Peyton took Todd Helton's job. Right, 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 on the football side. Uh, and uh, Russ was 
smashing home runs. Oh, really? He just posted a video. Yep. Oh, my he, uh, God. I he, can't he, wait to watch he, And he called them moon balls. Maybe we get another another brand from Russ. Let's ride and moon balls. <laughs> and three. Three brand. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Uh, shout out to Russ. He uh, put away the three brand last this. night for a Nathan McKinnon sweater. Love seeing him buy in all the way. And Sierra was also wearing a Nathan McKinnon sweater. Bro. He has a, I mean, I know you shouldn't, I shouldn't be so surprised, but he has an amazing swing. Yeah, he does. It's on his Twitter. If you go to Russell Wilson's Twitter account, he just posted it. And I think he's smashing it onto the concourse. No way. I, he, he said to the Coca-Cola sign, at first I thought this was an ad and this was all an ad for Coca-Cola, but then I realized <laughs> there's a Coca-Cola sign. Uh, yeah, here we go, Allie. She's pulling it up right here. Thank you. So this is Russ taking BP. Oh my God! Oh, the sound too. I can, can we see it better on there? Do we just take his word that he hit the Coca-Cola sign? Uh, I think we have no choice. Yeah. Wow. He's yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and, and not and, and in his own three Wilson jersey. Yes. And Peyton has an 18 Manning jersey. So someone had to reach out to them and ask them what size baseball pants they are. Do you think? Oh, probably. Yeah. Not probably not to them. Probably mm, to, or do you think they just reached out to the Broncos? Hey, Patrick, can you find out uh, what <laughs> size to, pants they were? You go into Russ's locker, <laughs> look at his pants. I bet the equipment manager knows that off the top of his head. A hundred percent. Yep, yep. Yep. Probably for all the guys or most of them, but definitely the quarterback. Absolutely. Patrick, um, for that part, Patrick probably knows as well. That's it's, This kind of bums me out that Russ wasn't at the... Um, the UC Health event oh, that we went to. Oh, yep, yep. Looks like he maybe he didn't go because he didn't want to embarrass his teammates. No, that would have been sick. It would have been. The quarterback. <sighs> this is. I hate this about quarterbacks in the NFL. They're, they're so very rarely yeah. like part of things that the, uh, the rest of the team is part of. Yep. For example, do you think Russell Wilson would be at Taste of the Broncos? No. Why? Because he's not a right guard that it wants to chow down on food. Because he's his own brand. Because he's going to be at his own taste of the Russell. He's gonna he's gonna Russell be cooking sprouts. his own thing, right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, that, I hate it. I don't like that. Like, I realize their time is valuable. All that stuff, you know. Like, you Russell Wilson could get paid six figures easy for an appearance fee at something. Mm-hmm. Um, but. What like just go for the fun of it? It could be the biggest downfall of great elite quarterbacks, not just Russ, but all great elite quarterbacks, is they're not one of the guys. Mm -mm. Most of the time, they are not one of the guys, and so that's just something that comes with it. And and we hear guys talk about them like they're a coach, and they don't have a great buddy-buddy relationship. They'll they'll hang out with them occasionally, but they're you know Eric Salbert and Andrew Beck probably aren't going to show up. Uh, a little toasty to hang out with Russ last night. Like I remember going to um, TJ Ward's golf tournament mm. when Peyton was the quarterback. Like, why is it? Right. Peyton should be there. At biggest draw. He yeah. helped the charity event a ton as well. Yeah, that's what I, I don't know. Like, I realize they can't do everything and everyone wants them to do everything. But I just feel like they should do more stuff just because it sounds like a good time. Right. Right. And just it. And, and that's also why you also have. You know, quarterbacks get paid $50 million. If they don't do things that other teammates should do, they're not going to get benched. They're not going to get hurt. In fact, it was Justin, I believe it was Justin Outen this week, was talking about how coachable Russ is. And he said, right after he said how coachable Russ was, he said, and a guy like him, he doesn't have to, like, listen to us and do these things. And I'm going, the yes, coach does. is saying this. <laughs> Holy cow! Like I, they I know how to do it. I, I even looked over at you when he said yeah. it because it was so nonchalant. He's like, yeah. "Hey, he could just tell us no." <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, or no, he. I think he said, "A guy like Russ could just say it's his way or the highway." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's true. But it's crazy that the offensive coordinator is so self-aware to know that Russ could do that. Yeah. It just shows where the power is in an organization. And I think the players are self-aware or what, however you want to call it too. But don't you think it's it's there's it, there's a possibility that one of those guys who was there at that UC Health thing wearing their like red UC Health jersey sees Russ decked yeah, out in yeah. all Rockies gear custom stuff and they're like, 
That kind of sucks. Yep. He could have been here a week, 10 days ago doing yeah. this. Yep. Yeah. Well, not a big deal at all, but no. just a we it's a weird thing. It is. Yep. It, it is weird. And it's also crazy that he has his own private jet. I'm also surprised that Peyton showed up to that knowing how much better Russell is than him at mm, baseball. Yeah. The, the, someone tweeted out a video of Peyton hitting grounders. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, You would just expect someone of that stature to be like, I'm not getting shown up by anyone. Maybe Peyton just knows he's a better quarterback, so he's going to have the quarterback thing over Russ. What do you think would happen if Russell Wilson played a game for the Rockies? Ooh, where's he playing? Outfield? Didn't he play second, second? base? Second, yeah, he did play second. You putting him at second? I think he's a little... Eh. I'm putting him in right field. I think he is... Uh, this eighth batter okay you know but but no. not an embarrassing eighth batter oh for four four k's no 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 we're not talking k's okay. maybe maybe one k i'll give him one Is for he four. getting a hit one for four with a k i think we're underestimating the difference between what the what the type of pitchers he's faced in his life are and mlb well that's that's very fair if he were just a high school player or just a college player i'd probably say yeah probably ends there but the fact that he made it to the minors for for a second. Yep. I think he'd be good enough to do that. But hmm. maybe I'm just giving him way the benefit of the doubt. I mean, that is still batting 250. It's one of those things, though. Like, how far does just being an elite athlete really take you, um, regardless of the stage that you're put on? I mean, I was remember after the match, I'm just like, how are these guys so good at golf? Right. It's like, annoying. Like, there are people at every golf course in the country right now who play every single day, maybe yeah. 36 holes, yeah. who couldn't even sniff those guys. Yep. And they, I'm sure they play more than they let on, but there's got, there is a, a part of it who's just like, okay, well, you are athletic enough to be a professional athlete at the highest level. How far does that get you in, in, in that type of situation? I don't know. Pretty far. Pretty far because the, these guys, I, and I totally agree, the, the golfing thing is a great example and quarterbacks there's just something about them if you are the best athlete and like the best player on your team you're eventually going to be tried at quarterback and then that's why there's a decent amount of guys that come out of college who were quarterbacks that then go and play receiver now you don't see it all the time but you see that happen more than any other position yep i've never seen russ swing a golf club i don't either i haven't either maybe it's because he's actually not good yeah and he doesn't want to put that film out there a lot of people like that yeah world yeah yeah it's okay to be bad at golf and just play for fun <sighs> not if you're these guys not <laughs> if you have their ego <laughs> for him it might be a little different um all right questions let's do it any uh, super chats no, all right no super chats first question coming from monster mayhem says Julio Jones is still out there. Why not bring in the veteran leadership to help out the younger guys? He's not what he once was, but he could still help help out in the year when one of our receivers goes down. Cough, cough, KJ. Haven't heard much on what his asking price would be, but I'm sure you offer a chance to join Russ. He'd consider. I don't hate it, um, but I'm only all that interested in it if one of those guys is not going to play. I agree, and that's something that happens in training camp preseason, maybe even a few weeks into the season. And on top of that, Ryan, he would kind of be used right now like he's used on my fantasy team. Julio Jones was my number one, uh, or not my fantasy team, my Madden team. Mm -hmm. He was my number one, then he got old, became my number two, became my number three. I made a big trade for DJ Chark. Then Julio became the fourth receiver. And I also have a good tight end. So I'm typically only running three wide receiver sets. Julio comes in when I need four or five receivers. He's on the field wow. 20% of the time. Wow. And I feel a little bad deep down, but I'm not going to put him in above DJ Chark. And why I think Julio is at that point if he comes on the Broncos He's not better than Cortland Sutton right now. And, and the reason I say he's not better. I think he is. The reason I say that, though, is why would Tennessee cut him? I think it still Money. cost them, like, I think they only saved half his contract. Now, maybe they needed it that bad. And if Julio still is enough of who, what Julio was, then, yeah, he's probably getting on the field in three wide receiver sets. I just have to imagine that he's taken that much of a step back after being so injured last year that he's the fourth guy. The problem is just... Um his archetype you already have two yeah. big bodied receivers who you really like and you're paying a lot of money to yeah um now 
could you come up with a scenario where you're running three wide receiver sets with three <laughs> monsters? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, of course. It's not traditional, though. And someone who needs a big-bodied receiver is going to be willing to pay more than the Broncos would. Would you trade Tim Patrick for uh, a fourth no. and sign Julio? No. Okay. I think that's kind of what you'd have to do. Yeah. Uh, so some, something, and, and also, I think at least reports about a month ago was that Julio was still asking for a semi-big contract. Not $25 million, but definitely over $10 million. Maybe that's why he's still out there. His teams are saying, we want you for a third receiver role, and we're not going to pay you $10 million. Mm. Push is going to come to shove somewhere. Yep. Um, you know, let's say, I don't know, one of these teams loses a big receiver that they love. There They'll be go. willing to pay. You know, yep. a team that thinks they're going to compete for a Super Bowl. Or he's going to go, like, sign with the Patriots. <laughs> God, that would make so – why is he not signed there already? I don't know. Wouldn't I feel that like make they're gun shy so on wide sense? receivers because they always get it wrong. Yeah, they do. Bill is very bad in that. Right? So I, I, bad I, I, at wide outside receivers. Outside of Randy Moss, and I guess they were right on that because it, maybe the it Randy like Moss Randy thing done. derailed them forever, right? How because so? it was just like, oh, you can just take a chance on an older wide receiver with a ton of talent, and it's gonna work out. And now they've just been doing it ever since, like. Josh Gordon, Antonio Brown, like all of these guys have have had a stop there now because they're trying to recreate Randy Moss. That's a really good point. Okay, here's here's with with Julio, from 2014 to 2019. That's six seasons. He missed four total games over six seasons. The past two seasons, he played in he played in um, nine games two years ago, ten games last year. His productivity from 2014 to 28 to 2019. He had his worst season was 1,394 yards. Wow. His worst season. Wow. He had an 1,800-yard season in there. So, anyways, he was elite. Right? Hall of Famer, of course. Then the past two seasons, 771 yards. That's okay with only playing nine games. Mm-hmm. Last year, playing 10 games, 430 yards. Yeah. He was completely – Do you, I can't even remember a single highlight of him on the Titans. Nope. And I, I thought that was such a good trade from the Titans. A.J. Brown – Julio Jones, and then Derrick Henry. How are you going to stop that? And it just it didn't work out. I mean, now they don't have they're the one seed, but AJ or Julio. Yep, AJ or this is going to be the Derrick Henry show. My if you're goodness. if you're in fantasy or you like to bet props on DraftKings, just smash the over. In fact, that was one of my uh, DraftKings picks of the week about a month ago. Was you know who is the favorite to be the leading rusher in the NFL this year? Favorite to be the leading rusher in the NFL this year, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, very good. Number two, bless you, Allie. Bless you. Derrick Henry? Yeah, yeah you're, you're right. But I was still, I mean, it was like Jonathan Taylor was plus 500, Derrick Henry was plus 550. So it's not like they were truly disrespecting Derrick Henry. Three weeks into the season, I think it's going to be Derrick Henry plus 125, something like that. So I'd love the plus 550 value right now. All right. I mean, it makes sense. He's healthy. He's getting it, in my opinion. <laughs> yep. And Ryan, next comment, and I believe last comment in from Melbourne Broncos says, my boys, just one question. Has RK come down from his abs-related high yet? Cheers. No, I might never come down if things go the way uh, I hope they do. July, the beginning of July, might try to take you down because there's just going to be no sports worth Fourth of July following. is my favorite holiday, though. It's, re- it's really true. <laughs> Maybe the end of July and then training camp kicks up. Yeah. I mean, no, the, the, this high in, especially for you, Ryan, but especially for, for this city, it's not going away for a long time. Yeah. Um, I, the high didn't go away for me last night until about... 1 2 a.m mm, um tough night to fall asleep oh it's so tough in fact at midnight i was like do i rewatch the game uh. and then i was like no no <laughs> i gotta let myself try to fall asleep and it actually worked um but like what uh, we need a term for the opposite of of uh, uh doom scrolling whatever the opposite mm. of doom scrolling is where my entire timeline was just everything was so good what about what about zoom scrolling and and the reason obviously it rhymes as well but when you were saying that i thought about when my cats get excited they have the zoomies, zoomies. and they just fly that around the house and, and it's like excited yeah, yeah. and and, and the, the feeds are great and you're just zooming through yeah i was zoom scrolling <laughs> for hours and hours and hours because you know it when you're at the game that's the one thing when i think about a new stadium what i do think about is like 
when we're at the game, it's so hard to post things. It's so hard to read Twitter. You're all you're constantly hoping for it to load, you know, during the intermission break because you're just like trying to get the time to go by. Yeah. Um, and so you don't see much. Yeah. And then like you get home and you're seeing everyone's reactions <laughs> and all that stuff. And like I was just zoom scrolling from like 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. Oh, I love <laughs> it. And and if you have any if you're kind of on the fence, like maybe I actually should go to the bar for my first Avs game or go to the bar. Check out pretty much all of our social media platforms, TikTok, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and see what it was like last night. See yes. the reaction of when goals were scored, especially that last one. A nice little uh, close up on, on you there. Yeah, the I, last I, one. I, I don't know about nice one. <laughs> it looked like I was so faded. I only had one drink at that point really <laughs> yes that was the first thing i thought was oh my gosh this is such a bad look i look like i'm gone bro being <laughs> hammered for an abs game is not a bad look no that's what i'm saying Sa i love oh, it yeah. i love saturday it's gonna be fun saturday we're gonna get lit last night i took it pretty easy because i was like i want to remember everything about this experience <laughs> yeah, it's smart you it's know smart um it was like paid enough to to want to remember yeah, this yeah um saturday Yep, yep. You'll be here. I'll be here. We're all. We'll all be here. Uh, I'll. I'll be drinking natty ice in a in a uh, uh, paper bag on the front porch. <laughs> a warm natty ice. What a way to kick no, off game. No, I, I was giving. Uh, we were talking about drinking in paper bags. Of course, I would <laughs> rather drink a Breck brew. Oh, of course, absolutely. That, natty ice is legitimately the worst beer of all time. It is. Yep, especially warm ones. Keystone ice, uh, actually. Uh, no, I think Natty takes that. Yeah. Keystone fair. right there, though. There's so anything with yeah. ice in it. I'll, oh, I w I'll actually never. I can say with confidence, I'll never drink that again. One, uh, maybe my my first college mistake was thinking, oh, I can get a little more alcohol percentage for the same price in a, in a Keystone ice. We were all there. Let's go for that. And, you know, the 30 rack, it just hung out forever. I'd be willing to bet the average consumer of a Keystone or Natty ice is 18 years old. Yeah, I was going to say under 21. <laughs> I think you're right. You learn that lesson real quick, yes. and then you go back to, yes, uh, so I'll just do. drink more of the lights. I remember my uncle, who, who's a big beer guy, like right around that that age, and you know that's that's what I was having. And I think I offered him one. He was like, he was just shocked. He just scoffed at me. And I'm like, what? And I was like, I'll never be like you. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm like him. <laughs> for sure. All right. That is going to wrap it up for us today on the DNVR Broncos podcast. Hit us with a like on your way out of the YouTube. You can always subscribe and sign up for alerts as well. And we will be back with you with a special edition of the show tomorrow. Excited for that. See you guys then. Don't